Hey you, you're listening to the Shine and Thrive podcast episode number eight with me, Sarah Monica. In this episode, I chatted with Sam from Samantha Joy Photography. Sam is actually my client turned friend. She booked me for her 2019 wedding back in 2018, and she also ended up attending one of my workshops while she was building her photography business. Since I first met her about one one and a half years ago, I've watched her bloom into the photographer and business owner that she is right now, and I'm just so damn proud of how far she's come. I mean, a month ago, she had everything lined up the way she wanted it to be in order to quit her full-time nine-to-five corporate job. That's insane. In this episode, she shares that the season you are in in life right now is exactly where you're meant to be. What finally inspired her to finally pursue her dream career? What trick she used in her two and a half years to go from just thinking about starting a photography business to actually being able to go full time with her business? Her perspective on what it was like to be on the other side of the camera as a bride when I photographed her wedding this past September? And lastly, she shares the valuable perspective on what she's learned through her own wedding to improve the experience she can provide couples with even more. So if all this sounds interesting to you, stay tuned. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now, I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30-hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Yay, Sam. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to chat with you and catch up with you while in the meantime, have everybody else listen in and get inspired by your story because I've just been like genuinely so impressed with how much you've grown the past year and a half. How how long has it been since we first kind of sat down together? Uh, was it at like Aroma or something? Remember? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I think it was in May um what year would it have been? 2018 yeah yeah okay sure. okay so yeah a year a year you've already made so much progress or a year and a half ish yeah I'm just so impressed with you and I can't wait to hear your updates and to hear that you've just gone full-time too I cannot wait to hear all about that too um but to start off I my dream whenever I whenever I dreamt about having my podcast I always wanted to like make it a little bit fun to start with guests so I have a would you rather game. <laughs> okay, amazing. I'm in. And thank you for having me on the show as well. It's such an honor. Oh, my pleasure. Um, okay, so I'm excited to hear these answers for you. I, I might I might answer them too. Uh, okay, so first one. Would you rather have all your choices be made A, by other people, or B, using a randomized method? Oh, this is a good question. I have to go with people because I trust them more than I trust any robot. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great, that's actually a really great yeah, perspective. It's funny. I think I would have used, I think I would have went with the randomized method. No faith in humanity? <laughs> it's more, it's more, I don't know why I'm assuming it, I, I don't know. That's more just where fair. my instinct went. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that, so how about, okay, would you rather have more time or more money? Time, 100% time. I 100% agree too. Yeah, that's awesome. That was an easy one for me. I think it was for you too. <laughs> yes, definitely. If okay. I didn't have to sleep yeah. too, that would be great. <laughs> if you what? More time and not having to sleep. That's, that's my dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always want, I'm always thinking like if I could just not sleep all the time, that, yeah, that would equal more time. Um, okay. Would you rather have no internet or no phone? Um, ooh, that's a tricky one. I think I would say uh, no phone. I'm I, not sure why. I think that, I don't know, I'm just obsessed with my phone and I need to just like let it go more. <laughs> that's literally why I would agree with your answer. <laughs> I literally, the other day I was putting Abby out before bed and I'm realizing I'm walking down from the bedroom to the basement to put her out in the back and I just took my phone just out of habit. And I'm like, why can't I just be present and put my dog out and like watch her go outside? Well, maybe that's why I don't do it. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> a very feeling. Uh, anyway, I just came upstairs. I'm like, right. I want to like unattach myself from my phone. It's just like, don't you find you're always walking around with it in your hand? Yes, 100%. And I almost have like, I don't know what it is, but my thumb hurts from scrolling. Oh my it's God. Concern. <laughs> like I'm only 30 this cannot be happening to me so soon so yeah, yeah I definitely put that thing away more often <laughs> thumb cramps right yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh okay this next question is awesome okay would you rather be oh my god it's gonna make me laugh <laughs> half your height oh, oh god <laughs> or <laughs> or double your weight okay definitely double my weight because I'm only five feet tall if I were half my height guys <laughs> That'd be no good. You would have, I would be photographing up people's nostrils. Yeah, so. that's, that would be so interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Um, okay. Would you rather go back in time and meet your ancestors? So pre the 1800s, or would you rather go way into the future and meet your great grandchildren post 2200s? Oh my gosh. Where are you getting? <laughs> question called Google. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a really good one. Oh, I almost I almost would want to go to the future to figure out what where we go wrong in the future so that maybe we can fix it. But it would be really cool to learn from ancestors too, but yeah, I think I'd go into the future as long as it's not too dark and gloomy. <laughs> That's awesome. I would go to the future too. I'd be like, what did, what did I create? What children did I create? <laughs> um, and last one. Okay. Would you play Russian roulette one time with one bullet for a hundred million dollars? Yes. Or no, I'd rather not. Like real Russian roulette? Yeah. Like, like real, what? like one time. And there's only one bullet in the gun for a hundred million dollars. Would you take that chance? No way. <laughs> I love your answer. Me neither. Fuck that. No we'll make that 100 million on our own. That's okay. We don't exactly. need to. Exactly. I love that <laughs> attitude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. That was so much fun. Got, got me laughing. Got me all goofy. Okay. So today I'm really excited uh, to chat a couple things with you. So 
Uh, to my listeners that don't know, so Sam was actually uh, one of my couple, I mean, one of my couples, <laughs> one of my brides that I photographed her wedding uh, this year, 2019. And along the way, uh, she also got inspired to start her own photography business. So you guys are going to get an awesome two perspectives. You're going to get the perspective of her actually starting out, starting from scratch, building her business, going full time this year, and also her perspective of being on the other side as a bride. And then we get to really kind of see uh, what she really valued from that experience and what we could do to create even more value for our clients. Because I still don't know what it's like to be a bride and have that perspective. So I'm really excited to hear about your experience and all of that. Uh, So to dive into like kind of the first part So I really, really want to know what initially gave you the confidence to finally take the leap and officially uh, starting your photography business? For sure. I think that's a great question. Um, And for me, I think I'll really have to sort of start at the beginning of my business journey for you um, to really paint that full picture so that this will make sense. But Um, I sort of had the perfect storm of a number of factors happen at the same time in my life. And I think if they would have happened separately, they might not have been enough of a real catalyst for change. But because they happened all at once together, I think they really sort of launched me into this new phase of my life. Um, So first of all, I had my dream job. So I did my undergrad in communications and public relations, and I had worked at a number of companies, but I was really never satisfied. And I always thought, like, if I could just make it to a really big, innovative, fast-paced company where I could work my way up that corporate ladder, that I would be so happy. And that was my dream. So I hopped my way through a handful of jobs and eventually I did get there and I got an amazing role at a big Canadian retail company and at first I was on top of the world. I felt like, okay, I've made it and the world is my oyster and I'm right where I needed to be and um, looking back actually was exactly where I needed to be but for the opposite reasons of what I thought in that moment that I was supposed to be there. That's so interesting. I love that. I love how you just explained that, that like you had that idea in your head of what your dream was and then you got there and then you realized that it wasn't exactly what you thought it would be, right? So many people experience that. For sure, definitely. Um, Yeah, so it really wasn't long before that, that familiar ache started creeping into my heart again that I had felt in all of my, all of my other jobs. And honestly, it was really frustrating because I loved the people that I worked with. I loved, loved the team I was on. I really liked the work and I was good at the work. So like, what the heck was missing? I just kept feeling like this can't be it. But I was like, okay, this isn't my dream, that society. And um, the general direction I was moving was sort of like pushing me towards then, then what the heck was it? And I had no idea. Now looking back, I know that it was just this creativity I had inside me that I uh, was sort of eating me up from the inside, but I just, I couldn't identify it then. So I was super frustrated. Um, So that was the first thing. The second thing that was happening in my life was we had just adopted our dog Trooper. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen him because our lives really revolve around him now. Um, 
But basically, we call him our Kijiji rescue because we adopted him at a year old from a family who had young kids, and they just said that they didn't have time for him. And when we met him, we knew that um, he had some issues, but we didn't know the extent of it until we brought him home on Christmas Eve. Um, and it turns out, really, he was horrendously neglected, and he needed extensive training just to learn how to be a dog again. So we had to make the decision whether we wanted to put him in, in the right hands and get him to a trainer, or if we were really going to work super hard with him to get him where he needed to be. We had already fallen in love with him, so of course we were going to try and do that. Um, and it just took a toll on our relationship, and I was trying to juggle this demanding career with this demanding dog, and I couldn't help thinking, like, this is a dog. What if it were a child? What if it were an aging parent? Um, would I really be able to keep my sanity and keep my career going at the same time? And I know so many super moms out there do it and I look up to them so, so much. But I just, for me personally, felt like I had all the alarm bells going off in my mind. Like um, I know my personal capacity and I just wanted more freedom so that if something unexpected were to happen, that I still had space to be able to take care of that in my life and also take care of me. And if I had any other option in terms of like a career path. I needed to make a change and I needed to make that now. So that was the second thing. <laughs> and the third thing I had happening was I had financial stability and security in my life for the first time ever. So um, I've always supported myself. I put myself through school and supported myself living in Toronto, even if that meant not eating vegetables for five years. <laughs> and I I had just paid off all of my tuition, um, all of my OSAP. So at the same as that happened, I moved in with Taylor, my now husband, in his Nana's basement across the street from his parents' house. So that was really going to help us to save up. He's Italian, if you can't tell. <laughs> so I, I honestly, for the first time in my entire life, felt like I had this new air to breathe. Like I could relax and I could dream in a way that I had never let myself before. Um, and I, I really had chosen my career based on financial security, and I had never let myself think beyond that, which so many of us do, and I think that's really heartbreaking. And I just couldn't get the question out of my head, like, if I could do anything that I wanted, what would it be? I knew what it definitely wasn't, but I had no idea really where I was headed. So that's where I was. I had a crazy-ass dog, I was unhappy in my job, and I had financial security for the first time. Um, and so now in terms of how I found photography, that's another story that I don't think I've ever told you, but you're actually a huge part of it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so my company had flown me out to LA for a social media conference and it really was this moment where I just felt super, super conflicted because on one hand, this is like the coolest thing ever and going, getting paid to go to LA to learn. But I also, on the other hand, was just feeling so burnt out and exhausted and honestly just feeling guilty about not being as emotionally invested in what I was doing that I felt I should have been. And I was really trying to, to push that. So this conference was a few days long. And during one of the sessions, I was bored and scrolling through Instagram like any other day. My poor thumb has cramps. <laughs> um, I was 
I was creeping you, Sarah, and I wasn't, Taylor and I weren't even engaged at that point, but I knew then that I already wanted you to be our wedding photographer. And honestly, I was really fascinated with your work and your lifestyle. And at one point, while everyone else was listening to the speaker at the front, I leaned over to my coworker who I was there with, and I was like, look at these photos. They're so amazing. They're so beautiful. Like, look at these moments. And he looked at me like, he was like, yeah, that's cool, but you don't even know this photographer and you don't even know people in the photos. <laughs> so that was my moment of like, oh, I guess like other people don't really care about this as much I as much as I care about it. Maybe it is a passion and a passion of mine. And it was this moment. It honestly was like a lightning bolt moment. And I don't know if I've ever had it any other time in my life, but I just was like, I want to be a photographer and I just knew it was something that I was going to do. Um, I had a feeling that it was something I thought I would love because I've always been obsessed with taking photos and I had the business background to go hand in hand with it and I knew that it would give me freedom in my life which I value over everything. So it just was a thought that I couldn't shake. And after the session ended, we broke for lunch and I'll never forget we were in line um, at the food truck waiting for pizza. And I asked my coworker, like, if you could do anything in your life, what would it be? And he, without missing a beat, was like, oh, I would have this job. Like, this is, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And I was like, oh, man, I do not feel like that at all. Not at all. And so I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, okay, if he asked me what I, what I would do, I'm going to say, I would be a photographer. I'm going to be a photographer. And he never asked me, thank goodness, because he would have been like, you're <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that kind of started it all for me and then the next part of the story I wanted to tell you because I know you are a huge believer in synchronicities and signs mm -hmm. yeah and that good stuff um so I went back to my hotel room and for whatever reason my my work computer wasn't working so I didn't really have anything to do I didn't have a dog to take care of so I was browsing on Kindle trying to find a book to read, and I randomly bought The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. No, I haven't yet, actually. Yeah, it's really good, so I'd highly recommend it. But cool. um, basically, the whole premise of the book is um, super simple, but she just explains the fact that our brains are designed to stop us from doing things that scare us, but we don't really need to be scared of everything that we needed to be when we were cavemen. So if we let that part of our brain take over, we really lose out on life in so many ways. So if we can count backwards from five, just say five, four, three, two, one, and take action on something, could be anything, could be a call that you're putting off and procrastinating on. If you take action to do that thing within those five seconds, you don't give your brain time to think and kind of take over and stop you from doing that. And then in the first few chapters, she's literally like, so if you want to be a photographer, five, four, three, two, one, you need to go for it. You need to do it. Start now. And I was like, what the heck? It's literally what it was. That's like. insane. That is crazy. I love, oh my God. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that and like that is insane timing that that happened yeah. to you <laughs> yeah so so nuts so yeah that started it all from there I finished the book on the flight home and then I just attacked it I signed up for a weekend course at the GTA photography and what, school sorry to interrupt but when was this um so you said we met up May 2018 so yeah. was this before like how long before that 
Yes, this was this was summer of 2017. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I had bought my camera, I think, in September 2017. And then that was kind of a tricky time because it was going into the winter season. So I didn't really yeah. get to use side um, until the spring when I met you. Mm. Yeah, for me, so I never really had photography honestly, as a hobby, I just always knew that I wanted to make it a way of life from the first time I picked up a camera. That's amazing. Okay, your story is amazing. First of all, I love that you talked about fear. So I don't know, have you heard of um, Marie Forleo's book, uh, Everything is Figureoutable? Yes, I just read it. So Oh, you just read it. Perfect. Okay, so you'll know what I'm talking about when she, I love the way she um, explains fear as something that isn't a negative thing it's actually our body telling us what our next step should be so it's actually like a positive thing because don't you notice that when you start feeling fear it's kind of there there are two different types of fear right there's that fear that's like oh my god I might get run over by a car right now that's like your survival instinct that's like the adrenaline kicks in right but when you have that like fear that of like you want to do something but you're scared that's a sign that you you want to do it you know what I mean so whenever I feel fear like even before uh, us recording this right this is my first recording with a guest on so it's like a different uh, I've never done this before right so I'm naturally going to be fearful of it because it doesn't come second nature to me and but of course you got to lean into it because that's how you grow and stuff like that so I love that like you were able to lean into that fear and like what gave you the confidence to like listen to your yourself your inner voice and what you wanted instead of letting fear win like was it like that sign that you came across or was it something else um to be honest I think I was just so miserable and that's why I said I think I was in that position that I was for a reason like if I hadn't been so unhappy with where I was, I would have never had the strength to just kind of go ahead and take that leap. So yeah, I think it was definitely that combination of factors again, that kind of led me there. Right. Okay. So how about this question? So you know how there's many people that are unhappy, but are just rose colored, wearing rose colored glasses around it, right? Maybe they're not conscious about it. Maybe they have a story in their mind of like, this is just how life is. What was that factor within you that made that made you realize hey I want more I deserve more um you know what I mean like instead of you pretending that you were happy you realized and you chose you chose to believe that hey I'm not happy and I want to do something about it for sure I think um I think that was it was sort of like I was on this crazy game in terms of my other jobs of always searching for the next thing like I would be in one job it'd be like okay this is great but it's not quite there but once I get that that job at that big company I'll be so happy so I kept doing that and I felt like it was it was almost at this point where I had done that enough to know like that wasn't it that wasn't going to solve it for me so it's almost like it was this balance of having that enough experience to know what wasn't working and to know that I needed to move forward and try something totally different. So sometimes you just have to get through that that season of life where you're trying a whole bunch of different things um, so that you can get to the other side. So if you're in that place right now where 
nothing's really clicking for you, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means you're just figuring out all the things you don't want. Um, and that's just as important as knowing what you do want. I love that you said that. That's so true. A hundred percent. Like there's, it's so funny when people are like, oh, do you have any regrets in life? I'm like, no, because I've learned all the lessons along the way. And one thing that, um, I, that you mentioned that popped into my mind is that I think you, what you noticed was the habit of you saying, but when I get this, I'll be happy. When I get this, I'll be happy. And then you realize that it actually wasn't true. You kept like fooling yourself. And then you just leaned into more about, you asked yourself a great question, right? So have you heard of the quote, the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of questions we ask. It's like, it's an amazing, amazing quote. So instead of like, oh, like, why, why am I so like, why am I so stressed? Why am I so unhappy? It's, what, what was that question that you asked yourself? You're, um, I if do, I could do anything. Yeah. What was it? Say it again. Yeah. If I could do anything in the world in terms of a career path, what would it be? Yeah. So that made your brain rewire the way it's thinking and it's looking for a different answer, right? So if you ask yourself a question of like, oh, why did this person do this? It's kind of like, it's, it's coming out of frustration, but if you're asking yourself a question out of curiosity, your brain starts to actually think differently and think outside of the box. So I just noticed in your story that as soon as you asked that kind of question, you, you got different answers in your mind and you were able to create different results in your life. Uh, so that was very, very powerful that you did that. And even with you experimenting with the question and asking someone else, right, if that was working with you and seeing what their answer was like and then you realized what your body's response was was ooh i'm not that person and it was like another like sign of like i am i am not happy here like i need something else so yeah it's uh, it's so much fun to hear about people's journeys and how like what are the little like eureka moments they have along the way right I remember when I first started my photography business and I began to notice that I was wasting so much time typing the same responses over and over again in email. It got to the point where I didn't have much time for other tasks that would actually help me grow my business because I was spending hours and hours a day on emails. Does that sound familiar to you? To solve this problem for myself, I started to create canned responses that I could copy into an email and customize it for every single inquiry and client. This has saved me loads of time and now emails are less daunting as a result. You can also get your hands on these exact email templates I've created since they are now available for you in my shop. The email templates guide for wedding photographers includes 26 email templates and not only does it have those in there, but every single template has an explanation of why I respond the way I do. I created this guide to show you that you can respond by being yourself while at the same time strategically being on top of emails in a way that requires less back and forth between you and your client or inquiry. This way, you can serve couples well, but also have boundaries in place to have a healthy work-life balance for yourself. To get your hands on these so you can implement them into your business right away, head over to saramonica.com forward slash email guide. And when you get there, just scroll down and you'll find a whole breakdown of all the templates that are included. So head over to saramonica.com forward slash email guide right now. Okay, so the next question I have for you is, uh, so what's one of the things that helped 
you propel your business forward most? Um, I would say always being a few steps ahead of myself in terms of what I wanted to do next. And I think this was honestly ingrained in me from the corporate culture that I was in for so long. Um, just that sense of like, you achieve something amazing. And the response back is like, yeah, that's great. But what have you really done for us lately? So even if I was doing something really cool, like attending a workshop, I already in my head had my next three steps planned out. And honestly, they didn't need to be extravagant, just tiny bites to sort of keep that momentum going. Because I knew if I took a step back and looked at it as a whole, like little me has to get where I am now to where Sarah Monica is. That's just way too overwhelming. And I would be more likely to quit. So I would just plan out like, okay, I've got my first lens. I've booked my first shoot. Next, I'll create an Instagram page. I'll invest in this next lens and I'll attend this workshop. And then while I was executing those things, I'd already know what was coming next. And I just kept going and going like that. And I'm still going and probably always will be. But part of that, because I was looking ahead and I knew all of the things that I had to invest in, I knew that I had to keep my full-time job. And as excruciating as that was, if you are working <laughs> yeah. a full-time job and a full-time side hustle and you are so exhausted, I feel you so much. And if you need to talk, I'm here because that is a really hard space to be in. Um, but as hard as that was, wanting to do something and not having the freedom to fully dive in, um, as hard as that was, keeping my day job was the biggest factor that propel propelled my business forward. So having an income to support yourself so that you can use every dollar from your side hustle to just reinvest right back into it will fast track, fast track your business like no other. So up until super recently, every penny I made in my photography business just went right back into it. So as hard as that was juggling both, I I kept because I just wanted I just wanted to do it full time so so badly but then I would just put myself in that position like okay imagine I did quit my job imagine what it would be like knowing all the gear and knowing all these steps that I still need to take what would that look like and I knew that that would just take so much more time and so knowing that this was fast tracking me so much really helped me to just suck it up and just get back to work. <laughs> That's so smart of you. I, I love that attitude that you have. You had such a positive attitude about it. Was it kind of like, I remember when I had to uh, serve a lot to just keep funding my, my business that I was growing. I was always so grateful and excited to go to work because I knew that me going there was going to get me to my dream. Is that kind of how you felt when you were yeah. going to work? Yeah, for sure. I just had to like keep rewiring my brain and reminding me that this is all for a reason. This is getting me somewhere else and it's not forever. It's just a season. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that your perspective because there's there's so many different ways to approach it. But I love your your steps. You're like kind of just thinking in small bite sized steps because uh, otherwise you'd be overwhelmed if you're thinking about everything. Right. So I experienced the same thing in my life and business. Whenever I think of like the ultimate goal of where I want to be, I get paralyzed and I feel s no energy. I feel uninspired. I just want to sleep because I I'm like, how I feel so overwhelmed. But if I just think like, oh, if I just set this little goal and what are the three things I need to do today to get me just a little bit closer to that goal, then it's like fast, it fast tracks you. Cause like you got from when you decided that you wanted to, um, pursue photography that was two was two years ago like June 2017 right so mm -hmm. two years 
two and a half years ago almost, right? And yeah. just now you've been able to go full time. And when was that that you went full time? Uh, the beginning of November. So oh it's my been gosh. Just, I know. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. <laughs> can you tell can you tell me about that? How did that day feel? Your last day there? How did it feel coming home? How did how did that feel for you to have that chapter be done and know that you did that? You made that happen for yourself. Yeah. To be totally honest, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. I wow. I think I've been in this crazy season of working so hard and I have so many weddings that I'm editing now and I have so many shoots that um, I just haven't had the space to sort of stop and let it let that sort of impact me. So I'm really looking forward to the new year when we're on vacation in Hawaii on our honeymoon. Yes. And <laughs> nothing like I don't have to go back to the office. I think then it will really hit, hit me. But um, at the moment, I'm just kind of like getting through day by day. But um, yeah. yeah, I love the honest bit. answer. I love yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so funny because I, I always try to figure out a way for myself to be more present with those kind of milestones because there are so many times, you know how we dream of like, when I get this, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. But then we don't pause to celebrate like, and it's, it's so easy to chase the next thing, but I totally know what you're going through right now because you basically went from like working so, so much to still working so much because you have everything to finish from the season. Right. So, uh, I, I totally understand how you're feeling where it's just like nonstop work, nonstop work. And then when it hits you, yeah, that's going to be pretty epic. I can't wait for you to, hey, when are you going to Hawaii? Um, January. January. Oh my God. That's so yeah. close. <laughs> I know. I was thinking um, last year in January, I posted something, I think it was after New Year's. I posted something on Instagram about not wanting to go back to the office and I think it was super lighthearted but honestly I was feeling sick to my stomach about going back and my good friend and mentor um, Jess Emery commented on it and she was like I have a feeling that next year your office will be right at home and I was like oh my god it's like such a thing to say second of all there's no way that's happening like I'm stuck (laughs) in my job for a couple more years so the fact that it has happened is is nuts, uh, and the timing again is just such a yeah such a crazy thing. That makes me so happy, and I think uh, I don't know if uh, you do you believe in like manifestation, kind of like law of attraction stuff. I you know how it's like it's law of attraction plus law of action. So you visualizing, you having goals, dreams, plus acting upon taking the steps to get there creates literally your dream results. And that's what you've done. You've done. And I just, my heart is so happy right now because I believe that every single person on this planet deserves to be a hundred percent happy in what their work is. You know what I mean? Cause that's where you spend one third of our lives working. <laughs> Isn't exactly. that crazy? Yeah, and yeah. one third of our life sleeping. And then what? Well, what, we only get one third to live if you're not happy in your job and you're sleeping. It's uh, yeah. So it makes me so happy to see you so happy and everything. Um, and so along the way, did you feel like in the past? Uh, okay, let's say two and a half years since you had this idea of you want to become a photographer. Uh, what's like one of the hurdles that you once one of your hurdles that you faced um, that was kind of hard for you to overcome? And if you overcame it, how did you do that? For sure. So I definitely faced so many hurdles. Um, but thinking back 
I think the biggest really mental mind game that I had to go overcome um, was really other people's opinions of me and not even necessarily what other people's opinions of me actually were because let's face it people aren't really thinking about you they're thinking about themselves but it was getting over what I had amplified their opinions of me to be in my own head not what they actually were wait can um, you, sorry can you say that again so I I just had an idea of what people were thinking about me that Got wasn't it. actually accurate to what they were thinking about me. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So which is clear. which is basically what we all experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I think when you have um when you have a career, it's really hard to separate your identity from it. So I was a corporate communications advisor and as hard as it was for me to separate myself from that, sometimes it can be even harder for for other people to separate yourself from that. So people would say things like, oh my gosh, you're so great in this field. You have such a bright future that you're giving up or something like that. And even though they were trying to be kind and positive and they didn't mean it in any negative way, those sorts of comments really stick and are hard to ignore. And then the negative comments, like there's no security in photography. How do you even know you like it? It's such an oversaturated market. It's way too expensive. Those ones are even harder to ignore. So I think wow. when you're starting on this journey, you just have to make a pact with yourself that you're going to fight for yourself because you're the only one who will and you're the only one who can. Um, so you sort of have to put blinders on, like just keep focused on the life that you want to create for yourself and just let opinions and obstacles slide off your back because people, they're going to tell you you're crazy. And not only that, like things are going to go very wrong. Computers are going to crash. Your camera is going to break. And if you are prepared mentally that that happens to anyone, then you're more likely to just get over it and move on. But if you think like, oh, this is a sign that I was never supposed to be doing this in the first place, you're just going to quit. So just know that they happen to everyone. They've yeah. happened to me my drive crash, my computer crash, my camera break. Um, and it's just like a little test. Like, how much do you really want this dream? Yep. I love that. Oh, my God. What you just said made me, like, get emotional. Because <laughs> it, it, it literally makes me so sad to hear people, like, try to steal other people's dreams and be, like... And I know that's not coming from them. It's coming from them as a pla from a place of love to you because they genuinely believe that it's a huge risk, right? So I'm not I'm not judging them from for being like, but there but like how's there any security and all those comments that you got, right? I d genuinely think that they just cared about you, right? Um, but it's kind of like in the end, you know how it, we are the people we surround ourselves with most. So yeah. imagine if everyone in that environment, in that corporate environment, everyone has the same beliefs and same idea of life because they have this sim similar perspective work-wise, right? And then it becomes like this like hamster wheel of everyone believing that that's the only way to be secure and that's the only way to make a living. And it then it's the rare people like you that kind of just like check yourself out of that and keep pushing forward, even though you've heard you've heard all these statements and it was like the universe testing you yeah like how much do you believe in yourself how bad do you want it um that was very inspiring to hear that you had to deal with but that I never would have thought actually that that's one of the hurdles that you would have mentioned I was thinking more about oh maybe something like with like business strategy but it was it's so crazy how people the what people tell us how much it can affect us right definitely 
Yeah, I even had, when I first bought my camera, I was scared to tell anyone that I had because it was really expensive and I didn't really, it's like, oh, I don't, all of a sudden you're into photography, like such a random thing. And so I finally got the guts to tell this photographer that I knew that I had bought the camera. And he looked at me and he's like, you? You bought that camera? And I was like, oh my God, all my fears in that moment were just like crystallized, you know? And I had this five minutes of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I, I felt like I had to justify myself. So I mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, yeah, I did this weekend course and I learned, I learned to shoot on manual. And he kind of rolled his eyes and was like, okay. And he didn't mean anything by it. I honestly think he was just surprised. Um, yeah. That can that can hit you like a dagger so hard. And you can either let that like stick in your mind as a ne- negative thought or you can let that fuel you. And luckily, luckily I'm super stubborn. And I was like, yeah. screw you. Prove you wrong. That's <laughs> so awesome. I, yeah. If you can kind of spin those things into a positive for you, that can really help. Yeah. And even ask yourself a great question in that moment, right? If you're fearful of telling someone at work, you bought a camera, what is the worst that can happen? Right? So you, you got a comment back and it felt like a dagger and you felt stupid. You felt like you had to justify yourself. Okay. That maybe in the moment sucked, right? But overall, was that even terrible? No. Right? Good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like badass. You're badass that like stood up for what she wanted and went after it. Like it's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, what's the worst that can happen is a great way to think about it too. Um, okay. So when, so through the process of running your uh, photography business, what is something that you didn't expect uh, when you first started that would be part of running a photography business? I have to say how it has connected me to so many people because I was, that was the number one fear I would say I had getting into photography was that it was worried that I would be totally isolated and I would just be sitting at home editing, editing on a computer and not having human interaction in my day um, because I love working on a, on a team. I love working with people. And so that was really important to me. Um, And don't get me wrong, there are definitely long stretches where you are on your own working alone at home. But I was so surprised by how much of a community there already exists in photography and how amazing people really, really are. Like, I feel like I'm so connected to so many other photographers and there I even have photographer friends who I talk to every single day. Um, So that's something that really surprised me and I'm so thankful for. Um, I really feel that people have opened their arms and welcomed welcomed me, including you, even if I've like elbowed my way into their DMs or just stalked them. <laughs> I've never way. heard that before. I love that you said elbowed my way into their DMs instead of slid into their DMs. That is new. Oh my God, that's amazing. That should be a hashtag. <laughs> Sorry, that, yeah. I don't know if that's, that's really so crazy, but now <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I that's such a cool perspective you know like I I'm not gonna lie complain about being lonely a lot because I'm just like from home but I'm also introverted so I also need my space alone so I'm still trying to figure out that balance right yes I'm exactly like that too so it's definitely tough I think it's it's just learning the balance and just knowing that it really is what you make of it so if you are feeling that you need more of that you can always create more of that in your life yeah, for sure. It's true. Basically, anything you want is possible. <laughs> You've inspired me to be think more outside of the box with the 
community because I'm like I could get out more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So Sam, is there anything else that you want to add on to like, because I'm kind of doing, so part one was about like your photography journey and part two is going to be from your perspective of like uh, being on the other side of the camera, uh, experiencing your wedding day. So is there anything else that you want to add to kind of part one that's lingering or do you think you're good? I think I'm good. I think if you're, if photography is just something that you're interested in, just start, just do a few simple things that can get you on your way. Um, and if you're on the other end of it and you're balancing a million things, you've got a full-time job, you want to be full-time in photography, just like, just remember that's just a season. We all go through it. You're on the right path and just kind of check your mindset every now and then. Cause it can be, that can be hard. I feel for you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And also just for you guys listening, if you are looking for, resources to learn you know the fundamentals of photography or like how to use the camera like aperture shutter speed all of that lighting uh, I would highly suggest you check out creativelive.com because that's where they have so many amazing workshops and courses that that's where you can learn your foundation so if you're just thinking about starting uh, definitely check out creativelive.com and this isn't an ad or anything this is straight up what I use to help me on my journey uh, so it's going to be in the show notes in there for you because anytime someone asks me, hey, how do I even start? I always just take them like, check out that website and you'll find a ton of amazing resources there. So I just wanted to pop that in there because I thought it was appropriate. Let me ask you this. Do you wonder how on earth I get to work with my dream couples that not only book me for exactly how I want to shoot, but I also easily connect with? Or why the heck you're not getting as many inquiries as you'd like? Or are you simply just feeling stuck in your photography business with no freaking clue on the next best move you need to make in order to take your business to the next level? If so, I got your back. I'm currently offering one-on-one coaching sessions that help you get unstuck. I make sure each session is customized to exactly what your needs are, not anyone else's, because you can't take a one-size-fits-all approach when running a photography business. I address things like mindset blocks that you may not even be aware of but are holding you back, and I even take deep dives into your why and your website to help you unearth the strategy that is right for you to unlock working with more of your dream clients. To book your coaching session with me, head over to saramonica.com forward slash coaching. And there you get to pick your date and time. And as soon as you've done that, it'll prompt you to fill out a questionnaire. So I have all the info I need to create a custom coaching session for you. Remember, if you don't like where you are, change it. You're not a tree. (laughs) It's a recent quote I heard of and I'm like, yep, that is a bomb ass quote. So let me help you get unstuck head over to saramonica.com forward slash coaching right now. And okay, so part two, I'm so excited to hear your perspective on being a bride, being on the other side. So I would love to know, looking back on your wedding day, what were some of your favorite parts of the day? Yes, good question. (laughs) So our, our wedding landed in honestly a crazy season of burnout for me because it was in September it was like in the thick of wedding season I was working a part-time job and shooting every single weekend and I was up till 2 a.m editing every night so 
um, I felt I felt really exhausted, but it was good in a way because by the time our wedding day rolled around, um, it was sort of like all of my anxiety about the details really melted away, and I only cared about the things that were really important to me, which was really just feeling good, making sure everyone had an amazing time, and just soaking it in. And I really, really wanted everyone to dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely happened. <laughs> um. So that morning I was like, whatever happens, happens, as long as everyone's just making memories and having fun, that that's what matters. So my favorite parts of the day really ended up being the ones where I was totally present. Uh, it almost was like the quiet spaces between that are normally overlooked. Those were my favorite. But because we had you as a photographer, they weren't overlooked. And I'm so, so thankful of that. Uh, yeah, so there, I, I love hearing that because I definitely am like, that all literally every single moment counts so I'm always like oh going nuts like a ninja shooting everything in between so like actually what was like can you before you keep going can you tell me one of those quiet moments that you remember yeah definitely um trying to think what was a quiet moment so we had some space between our so we finished up our bridal portraits um, and we had done our couple portraits and you had shot our bridal party and there was this weird in-between time before the cocktail ceremony and I just had this oh my gosh my dog just walked in the room oh it's okay hi trooper husband <laughs> um, was supposed to take him but anyway <laughs> it's okay it's okay now. <laughs> um, that was so cute <laughs> like stuck his little nose in uh, yeah so, so there was this quiet time between uh, before our cocktail hour was starting and I sort of had this moment with my mom. We, we sat on this bench and I rehearsed our the wedding speech with her um, and and I'll, it's a moment I will remember forever and you caught part of that and it, it's just so important to me and normally that's when a photographer is going to put their camera down. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's one example. Yeah, I love that example. I remember that moment so vividly. I'm like, oh my God, this is so perfect. They're like spending time together naturally. I totally nerded out on that moment. <laughs> and I love that Sam just ran quickly to close the door. That trooper just opened. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> it's like nothing happened. <laughs> okay, and then I, I interrupted you. So I, I was asking you about the favorite parts of the day. And you said... Uh, the quiet moments in between and then you were gonna keep going I think yeah I just I think it's so funny how you think of your wedding day and you think of those massive moments you think of walking down the aisle you think of your first kiss um and then all of the things that I remember are the spaces around that and those are the most important to me so um you put out a podcast episode about the top 10 in between moments and I was like oh my gosh this is exactly exactly what everyone needs to be focusing on so everyone needs to listen to that episode for sure love it love hearing that um and so did being a bride change your perspective on how you wanted it so is that basically like is you being a bride and feeling thinking about realizing how all those in between moments were so meaningful to you did that basically change your perspective on how you wanted to document moments on wedding days moving forward or did you already feel that you had that sense already of how you were documenting days for sure yeah that was a hundred percent a learning for me I definitely wasn't doing that beforehand mm -hmm. um so I think having this whole experience with you and getting our gallery back 
was just such a great learning opportunity for me. And I think it would honestly even be good for others to see. So maybe I'll put my favorites of the in-between moments of our wedding day up as a highlights on my Instagram. Oh, so other that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's 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 just one thing to hear it, but then to see it, it's a yeah. Whole and other tell thing. Sam, tell everyone your uh, Instagram handle so they know where to check it out. Oh, yes, it's SamanthaJoy.co. Perfect. So, yeah, and um, so I think it really it really did change everything for me because those spaces in between are normally when I put my camera down. So now I'm just trying to. It sounds so silly, but. After a big moment happens, I'm trying to just force myself to hold my camera to my face longer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great habit. Yes, I love hearing that. <laughs> so simple, but it just, if your camera's down, you're missing things. So if you keep yep. it to your face longer, you're catching those those hugs, those tears, those moments longer. Whereas normally I would just put my camera down and be run to, I'd run to the next thing to make sure I don't miss that. But in actuality, I was missing the things that were happening right in front of me. Yeah. And something else that you did on our wedding day that I carried on to my practice now was at the end of the night, you said something like, we had such an amazing day. It's time for me to leave. But I just want to make sure, is there anything else that we haven't photographed that you wanted to capture? And I think I said I wanted a picture with my sister. And so you ended up getting a picture of us dancing. It's one of my favorites of the day. So I think that was just, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just such like an easy way for you to add value to your clients and just show them that even though you're leaving, you care about their experience first and foremost, and you're still going to go above and beyond for them. So now I do that at the end of all my weddings. I love that. I love hearing that. Yay. I'm. I, it's crazy because to me, that's such a simple question. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I just want to leave and make sure everything's good. But I didn't realize that it could have that much of an impact, you know, so yeah. That's really, really fun hearing that because I never, I've never heard a comment about that question before. So that makes me really happy to hear. Sure. <laughs> you hear it, hearing that from you makes me even more passionate about documenting weddings. It's so interesting. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it felt like, it felt like you over-delivered on the whole experience. And I was trying to think why that might be. And I think it, it honestly was you having you capture those in-between moments helped to sort of uh, give me that feeling because I it's like when you have someone photographing your wedding the the photos that are guided and and the photos that are posed those are the photos that you expect right so you know you're getting those photos in your gallery mm -hmm. you don't know the photos that you're taking on your own that are of the quiet moments of the hands being held to the side of mm -hmm. of the hug so when you see those photos and you had no idea that you were taking them to begin with it's just like wow like she really went above and beyond for us Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's a really great way to put it. I never thought about it that way of like couples expect those certain photos and they kind of remember them being taken, but all the other in-between moments, they don't know that we're taking them. So when they see the photos, it's like a surprise, right? It's like, what? She got that or like he got that? Yeah, that's really fun. That's awesome. You actually, you kicked our gallery off with the most hilarious photo. <laughs> so we live across the street from Taylor's parents' house where we got yeah. Did you know where we live? <laughs> yeah so basically because you uh you said in the timeline that you were getting ready at your place or it was the address something like that um, and then I ra rang the doorbell and uh, it's like it's a dude in a robe oh <laughs> right God. and then I'm like oh uh, is Sam here is Taylor here 
And he's like, well, no, but they're, they're across the street, but they do live here. And I'm like, oh, what? Why are they across the street? He's like, oh, well, that's their house. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. And <laughs> and it was um, it was Taylor's uncle, right? Yeah. yeah. So I fully gave you our address instead of Taylor's parents' address, that means. So, yeah. <laughs> so we still live with his Nana um, in the basement of his Nana's house. So his yeah. uncle live up, is upstairs, too, and he's quite a quirky personality so the first photo in our gallery is uncle sam in his robe with like yeah. a ladle picking out the door and we it's were so like perfect. how did you know did yeah you know and it's you? literally the only way that happened is every time i'm about to document like i'm when i knock on the door i always have my settings ready and i always just have i step back and i am ready to take a photo of whoever opens the door because it's such a nice inviting way to tell the story of like you think yeah. of us you think yeah. like cinematically it's like I document the sky, what the weather was like, what the street was like, what the house looked like. And then it's like, you want to go in, take the viewer in. So I always document the person opening the door. Sometimes the person opening the door has like a resting bitch face on. And then I'm like, ah, too bad. And I can't include it in the gallery because it's not flattering for them. So I'm like, ah, whatever. But usually it's someone opens the door and they're laughing or smiling. So I love that I got him in his robe. That's so fun. Yeah. And I love that you guys love the photo. <laughs> yeah. I've made this laugh so hard. It's like the perfect picture of what our life is right now. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. And I think just to end it off, was there any other um, wedding photos that stand out to you from that day that are like, because I know there's there's obviously hundreds, but are there like the one or two or three that always keep popping back in that you know will mean a lot to you forever? Yeah, definitely. There's one photo that you got of us walking up into the church again, which is one that I wouldn't as a photographer nece- necessarily have as a priority in my mind. So I'm walking up the church steps with my mom and my bridesmaids and my mom is holding my dress and my veil is caught by the wind and I'm beaming at her Woof. oh oh my god <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that means so much because I'm yeah that means a lot because I always hustled to get that shot and as soon as I saw <clears throat> as soon as I saw you and your mom and all the bridesmaids in one shot I'm like I got it like yeah so thank you for letting me know it means a lot to you <laughs> I'm You're sorry, so cute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was really meaningful. Oh, I love that. Wow. Yeah. So one thing that a little tip for for you and anyone listening, I always try my best if I can get a candid with all the people that are closest to that person in that moment in the same shot, all like looking good and all laughing. That's like the that trumps like. That's like the ultimate like win yeah. on a wedding day. Definitely. So it's like yeah. all of them were looking great. There's like a feeling behind it. It's telling the story. It's a wide shot. So it's giving context of where they were, what's about to happen. It's like those are the moments I look for as much as possible. Every literally every second of every wedding day because you never know when they're going to happen. For sure. Genius. Well, thank you. <laughs> Actually, that was inspired by a story Wilkins. Uh in Toronto she uh, was one of the first wedding photographers that ever inspired me and she kind of when I used to edit for her she that was like what nine years ago now she told me about that I'm like oh my god I never thought of it that way and nine years ago I learned about that and it's just been it every wedding day is so much fun to document it's never the same because of that to me you know I love that yeah 
Oh my gosh. Okay, Sam, thank you for like being so open, open and vulnerable with me and with everyone listening. Like you were so inspiring. I'm just like overwhelmed with gratitude. And I know that you're definitely going to make hit home with a lot of people listening because, you know, they might be uh, where you were two and a half years ago, feeling unhappy in their lives and wishing that they could start a photography business, but they're so damn scared to, they don't know how. So you gave so many like actionable tips on how they can do that. And you were just so real that even if right now they're unhappy, it's okay. It's a season of their life and they can make it, make a change for themselves slowly, but surely. And um, they can for sure make their dream life happen. So yeah, I just want to thank you so much for this chat. It was so much fun. And I'm, I'm so happy you're my first guest. It was like so perfect. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to you for creating this podcast. You're changing lives. So many lives. You have no idea even like the impact of this. So thank you for, on behalf of all of us photographers, Aww. thank you for doing this. You're so sweet. And Sam, do you want to tell everyone one more time where they can find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is samanthajoy.co. And that's my website too, samanthajoy.co. Awesome. Yay. Thank you, Sam. So much. Yay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica photo. That's Sarah, no H Monica with a K photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use plus tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. 
Head to sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.